0: It's time to talk about politics right now in the Midwest, in the Rust Belt. For that, we turn to Gary Young. Of course, he's a columnist for The Nation, a fellow at The Nation Institute, and editor-at-large for The Guardian. He knows a lot about kids killed by guns. His book, Another Day in the Death of America, A Chronicle of Ten Short Lives, was awarded the J. Anthony Lucas Book Prize for combining literary excellence and social concern. It's out now in paperback. We reached him today in Racine, Wisconsin. Gary Young, welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me, John.
0: Well, Racine is an old democratic town on Lake Michigan, an old factory town, an old immigrant town. It's Paul Ryan's district. I looked up the vote in 2016. It voted overwhelmingly for Hillary, 63 percent. Trump got only 29 percent in Racine. But, of course, Trump did carry the state of Wisconsin narrowly. And Wisconsin famously has this militant right-wing Republican Governor Scott Walker. People call him a Trump before Trump. How are progressive activists in Racine feeling about next week's election this week?
1: Well, their mood is very cautious optimism. You mentioned Racine City voting overwhelmingly for Hillary in terms of percentage, but actually very few of them turned up. Racine County in 2016 voted for Trump. Racine County pretty much always votes for the president, voted for Obama twice, Bush twice, Clinton twice, and it voted for Trump. And the way that it voted for Trump really reflects an awful lot of what went on in the Midwest. So the vote dropped by 10%, Trump won narrowly, and the number of votes he got was 5% less than the number of votes that Mitt Romney got when Mitt Romney lost here. The urgency for the Democrats is to make sure that their vote shows up. The the biggest tail-off was in Racing City. And Racine is 40%, well, about 45% minority. And so Democrats here, they have been through a lot in the last eight years. There was the election of Scott Walker, then the resistance, what I call the resistance before the resistance, the the uprising uh, around Madison, the state capital, the occupation of the capital. Then they tried to recall Scott Walker And he ended up with even more votes, with an even higher margin than when he was originally elected. Then he was reelected in 2014. And then in 2016, Trump wins Wisconsin. Now, a Republican hasn't won Wisconsin since 84. And nobody, Republican or Democrat, went to bed thinking that Trump was gonna win. Although now, when you talk to Democrats, They say, you know, we could see, actually, that the vote was down. We did see that wherever we were, but we just thought it was unthinkable. And so they they have lost a number of times before, and so they will take nothing for granted.
0: You talked to some really interesting people there, Angelina Cruz, who runs the teachers' union. Tell us about her.
1: Angelina, she's a, she's, she's a fighter. She's a campaigner. She's, she's a native Wisconsinite. She said, you know, the election did change the way she felt about her home state. And that she would run around thinking, which one of you crazy white people voted against everything that I am? I've, I've been out with her a couple of times in town, and she's well-known and well-loved. She introduced Randy Bryce. He is running against Paul Ryan's successor, Republican successor, a guy called Brian Stile, at a Bernie rally. So there's been, been a Bernie rally here. Obama was in Milwaukee. Trump was in Morsese, uh, which is about three hours away, all of which... Just shows you how intense these elections are, so they 're not leaving <laughs> not leaving anything to chance, and they 're assuming nothing uh, as um Kelly gallagher who 's a local activist, told me, we don 't have the luxury of hope
0: we don 't have the luxury of hope. Wow, you also spoke with Aaron Forrest, who 's head of an organization called Emerge Wisconsin. Tell us about Emerge Wisconsin and Aaron Forrest.
1: Well, Emerge Wisconsin aims to uh, identify and train and support women, democratic women who are standing for office. And they've seen a significant increase in the number of women standing for office over the last two years. When women stand, whether they win or lose, then more women stand next time. The, these, this is uh, uh, the pattern. Just because they see that they are capable of standing, that people like them are standing. And that women win for legislative office at the same rate as men.
0: One of the really interesting candidates, sort of down ballot in Wisconsin, is the Democratic candidate for lieutenant governor. His name Mandela Barnes. Tell us about him. Mandela
1: Barnes... Is a 31-year-old community organizer who emerged through the uprising and and all that's gone on over the last eight years, and in to some extent, kind of symbolizes what has happened. Even if they haven't won elections, that people like him have come through. These are not your regular democratic candidates, and so really, for the first time since. Obama, for me, I'm seeing Democrats actually quite energized by the people that are actually running.
0: We've heard a lot about the candidates in Wisconsin, especially down ballot. Of course, most most people are talking about what they consider the big question, who will run against Trump in 2020? Some say Bernie, some say it has to be Elizabeth Warren.
1: Well, I think it's the wrong question. <laughs> It's my belief that the question shouldn't be who, but what and why. What are they running on? What is the agenda? At the moment, more people believe that the Democrats stand against the Republicans or against Trump than believe they actually stand for something. And that's just not good enough that we have this brazen bigot in the White House who, by the way, the Republicans are quite happy with. Uh, I've been talking to them here, and uh, he didn't win here. Um, Ted Cruz won here in the primaries. But they say, you know what? He's delivering. Then the question then becomes, well, what do Democrats want to deliver? Who are they in the face of what I think is a kind of existential crisis for American democracy, given what he's doing and what's going on in the rest of the world? Who are they, and what do they want? The degree to which the party can thrash those out is the degree to which it will produce a candidate that people can relate to and that people like. And it's also true that the characteristics that people are looking for in a candidate have changed. Trump every day does about 10 things that no candidate, Republican or Democrat, could have done and got away with. He looks ridiculous, orange man with weird hair. He has five children I think from three different women. He's in untold involved in untold sex scare. Ga- this is not a character who's supposed to win. And actually, even though it's very, very different, Bernie is not a character who's supposed to do well either. He's a crotchety old guy from Vermont. I mean that's not all he is. But it does similarly with Jeremy Corbyn, it's kind of bumbly, sort of sandal wearing, just just not if you were to if you were to focus group these people and give their resumes and say, What about this gun? The Jewish guy from Vermont, the bumbling guy who is really passionate about Kurdistan, the orange guy with the weird hair. <laughs> Which one do you favor? None of whom, by the way, I believe this is true about Bernie Sanders, none of whom have military service. Some of whom are broke. Some of whom are billionaires. Who would you? Well, they would say, we don't want any of us. (laughs) Someone who looks like, you know, someone I might know. Pretty much everything that we thought about what works as a candidate doesn't work. All the more reason, therefore, to develop the idea, and develop the purpose, and then worry about the candidate later.
0: Gary Young, his new column in The Nation is titled, If You Build a Left Movement, The Candidates Will Come. You can read it at thenation.com. Thank you, Gary. Always great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. The Capital Ideas
1: Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.